0: You may or may not have noticed that I didn't post an episode on Wednesday. My reasoning for that is because this episode is so long, I figured I would just post one this week. In this episode, I am sharing all the things that I feel stalled my success in my coaching journey. My hope is that you're going to be able to avoid the mistakes that I made, and if you are making any of these mistakes, my hope is that you can recognize it and move on. So pay special attention to the first and the last two that I share, as these are the core things that I wish I would have had starting out. Before we jump into today's episode, I also want to share that I have a coach training group coming up on August 30th. So if you feel that God is calling you to become a life coach, I can help you get started. I also want to let you know the coaching industry is not saturated In fact, it's just the opposite. Our world is saturated with people who need a coach. Also, if you are struggling in your business to grasp traction, I can help you with that too. My coaching program is guaranteed to get you from where you are right now to where you wanna be in your business. Again, listen in for that very first thing and the last two things that I share because those are gonna be the keys to your success. They are also the three things that got me from where I was to where I am right now. I'll leave all the info down in the show notes. Welcome to the Make Money, Doing What You Love podcast. Hi, I'm Shauna Parker, a Christian mindset coach, podcaster, and life coach trainer. You're probably here because you're tired of chasing after overnight promises and longing to actually make money in your business. I believe that success starts with a transformed mind just as it says in Romans 12 too. If you're a Christian entrepreneur looking to step into your true calling and create a kingdom mindset, then you're in the right place. Join me on this journey as we deep dive into biblical wisdom and practical strategies to help you unlock your full potential. With the right mindset, you can be, do, and have anything your heart desires, but it all begins by delighting yourself in the Lord. So get ready to take notes, embrace the change, because friend, it's time to create your kingdom mindset and build a life that you love. Let's do this. Are you struggling in your business? If you have been in business, whether that is coaching or network marketing or even something completely different for a while and you're struggling, I'm just wondering if you're simply focusing on the wrong things. Today, I am probably going to step on a lot of toes. You know, it's okay though, because after I got off a coaching call the night before last, all the things, actually it was a coach training call, but We had, we were talking about, I was just kind of giving her some tips on things that like really drug my coaching journey out. I was just sharing these things because I didn't want these things to hold her up. And I was like, if I would have not done these things, my coaching journey would have been so much shorter. But I learned from these things and I can take the things that I did and I can share them with you so that you don't do that. Whether you're in coaching or network marketing or something completely different. So... I thought, why not share all these things that I focused on that actually stalled my success and hurt me in a way, but they also grew me. So I wanna share the mistakes that I made so that you don't make these same mistakes. But if you are making these mistakes, I guess this is just my way of kind of calling you out. I'm sure there will be some things that I can't remember right off the top of my head, but for the most part, I'm gonna do my best to share the ones that I'm aware of. And if something else comes up later on down the road, I'll just, I'll just be sure to record another episode on it. So let's dive in. The very first thing that I want to share with you is mindset. You're probably thinking, how did I know <laughs> that she was going to mention mindset? I knew from the very beginning that it was my mindset. And I did work with a mindset coach in the very beginning, I think when I very first became a coach. But we had different beliefs. And I kind of felt like she wasn't really helping me with my mindset. And in fact, I I dropped out of that and I was like, this is just not working for me. So because I felt like I was burnt by that, I thought my problem was I needed a business coach. Then when I when, the, when that didn't work, <laughs> I thought I needed a marketing coach. And after two business coaches and a marketing coach, I knew it was definitely my mindset, which I knew all along, but I guess I was just too close to the problem. See, sometimes as coaches or network marketers or whatever it is that we're doing, we can see a pattern or a habit that someone else is having, but it's, especially coaches, but it's hard for us to see our own habit or our own problem because we're too close to the problem. Also, I am very passionate about mindset and how the brain works. I'm even obsessed about learning new things about how our subconscious mind works, like I'm just so obsessed how it works. God, when God created us, he created us in his image. It just fascinates me. Also, I did start out with the intentions of helping, helping my clients with their mindset and achieving and very ambitious goals because I am really good at setting and achieving goals. But when it came to my business, I was struggling again. It went back to my mindset, but somehow along the way I got sidetracked, which will be the next thing I share that interrupted my success. Anyway, my mindset was the number one thing that I should have focused on renewing as the Bible tells us in Romans 12 too. But instead, I played it safe and I told myself I needed a business coach, then I needed a marketing coach. But here is the truth that might be hard for some to swallow. If your mindset is not right, the best business coach, the best marketing coach in the world cannot help you. Since my mindset was all over the place every time I got new training from one of the my coaches, whether that was a business coach or a marketing coach, I would think to myself, hey, I can coach others on this. And I did just that. I thought, because I have a business degree in, uh, in business management, that I could take what I was learning from my business coach or my marketing coach, and I could coach my clients on that. And I did sign a few clients right off the bat, which... I still believe was just a whim, (laughs) or maybe it was God's way of showing me, this is not what I called you to do, but I'm going to let you do it so that you can see for yourself. You know, he does that to us sometimes. And it turns out I absolutely hated business coaching. I did not enjoy it. I felt like I was managing my clients more than coaching them. And in fact, if, if I started thinking like, if I wanted to manage others, I would have just used my degree to get a management position working for someone else. In fact, I was offered a job just a couple months back, making 100K a year that would eventually move me up into a management slash coaching position where I would have been overlooking other salespeople and I would have been coaching them. And I'll be honest, I almost took that job because it would have been so much easier than going out and finding clients. But I knew I wouldn't enjoy it. The hours would, for one, would have kept me away from my family Church and simply living life. I wouldn't have been able to do the things with my husband and my my kids that we love to do, like hunting, riding motorcycles, going kayaking. There's so many things that we love to do that that job would have taken me away from. It also would not have allowed me to use my gifts. So after a lot of praying, I knew in my heart that coaching was exactly what God was calling me to do. And I just had to stick it out. And in previous episodes, I have shared my, our, our, fi- I've been very transparent about our financial issues, how we had a lot of unexpected finances pop up. Um, like our AC went out. Um, we had to put tires on two cars. We, uh, with all of these things that hit us, we had to max quite a few credit cards out. However, because I chose to stay faithful And I chose to tithe with what little bit of money that I had. The Lord has blessed my business in the past few months in ways that I never thought possible. He even opened a new door for me to become a coach trainer, which added another source of income. So I am here to tell you if you just stay the course and trust the Lord, He will open those doors. You just have to take that that first step and then He will open the door to the next step. Okay. So, so far we have mindset and niche distractions. So that's where the niche distraction came in when I was working with a coach and I thought, oh, I can, I can help my clients do this. Instead of staying focused on mindset and goal setting, which is what I'm passionate about, I was getting distracted and thinking I could take something that, something new I learned and teach, you know, coach that to my, not teach because coaching is not teaching. I'm going to get into that in a minute, but take the, what I learned from them and coach my clients on that. So that was niche distraction. And this is happening all the time, especially if you're in group coaching, which I'm going to get to that too. Before we move on, I want just want to point out that you know what God is calling you, calling you to coach others on. Or whatever networking, marketing business, whatever business you are in, you know what God is calling you to do, whether that is to be a coach or whether that is to go into um, I uh, young, is it young living, the oils, whatever God is calling you into, you know it in your heart because it's going to be so heavy on your heart and you're going to have so much peace around it. That's when you know it's God. So if you don't know what your niche is, it's it's a combination of five core components and this is what god is calling you into so it's a it's a combination of five core components that i go into more detail on in my master class and when you work with me we deep dive into this if you're still struggling with it so the five core components are your spiritual gifts your top two your top two love languages something that you love to do something you have always wanted to do or be and then something that bothers you so Example of this is my spirit. My top two spiritual gifts are encouragement and discernment, which are really great spiritual gifts to have in the coaching industry. My top two love languages are words of affirmation and acts of service. Again, really great uh, love languages to have in the coaching industry. I love. I love to read. So I and I've always liked to share what I've read. But sometimes people would look at me crazy, like when I would bring up something that I've read in a conversation. And it was because those people were not on the same level as me. I don't know how else to put it. Um, So they weren't, they didn't have an entrepreneurial mindset. Let's put it like that. Also something that I wanted, I've always wanted to be, do something I've always wanted to do and something I've always wanted to be was a private investigator. Because I love to investigate stuff. I love watching true crime stories, listening to true crime podcasts. By the way, the Bible is the best true crime book out there. And something that bothers me is watching others not step into their God calling. In other words, not renewing their mind and, and just stepping into their full potential. It just it drives me crazy when I see someone with so much potential and they're not doing anything with it. So I combined all of those things into my coaching. See I get to read all the books that I want to read and I get to share what I've learned when I'm coaching. I can be on a coaching call and something that I read in a book, I don't know, a year ago will just pop up into my head. And I might not remember what book I read it from, but I know that I read it somewhere or I heard it from some, some event that I watched some, um, you know, it just, it's there in my subconscious and it comes when I need it to. It's like the Holy Spirit is just going into the library of my subconscious and he's pulling a thought out and he's placing it in my mind at the exact moment that I need it. Um, also, I get to investigate my client's thoughts and feelings. That's where the PI is coming in. I get to encourage others and I get to help them step into their God calling. Therefore, if you're struggling with your niche, then you can do two, one of two things. You can either take my free masterclass, which is only 10 minutes long, or you can just simply go with your gut and figure it out as you go. I have, that's kind of what I did. But even though I knew what I was being called to do, I was fighting it. Again, I'm going to get to that in a minute. (laughs) I I just keep getting ahead of myself here. So I have a client that I worked with through the five, she worked through the five components. And she strongly feels that God is calling her to general life coaching. But she has this love for fitness and wellness, which is what she's doing right now. While she's studying to become a certified life coach through a coach training with me for through Life Breakthrough Academy. But instead of stalling and staying stuck on her niche and getting caught up in that, which is what she was doing before working with me, she is still moving forward and figuring it out as she goes. Um, So instead of her stalling and staying stuck like she was before working with me, she's moving forward and figuring it out as she goes. Because like I told her, you know, when I first started, I I was kind of stuck on, do I work with just Christian entrepreneurs or do I work with just, you know, entrepreneurs in general? And the way that I was able to figure it out, and God already told me what I was supposed to do. I was just not embracing that. I figured it out because all the people that were coming to me for help were Christian entrepreneurs. And like I told her right now, the people that are coming to her are coming to her for different reasons, but they are also all Christians. So maybe God is calling her to be that general life coach. But like I told her, the more she does, the more that's going to become clear. You have to just keep taking that step forward. And God's going to keep opening that next door. So just because you have a love for one thing doesn't mean that God doesn't want to use your entire furnace story to help others. Kind of like this client. God is, she has so much experience in so many different areas of her life that God is probably calling her to be a, a general life coach. And if you think for one One minute that you can't make money being a general life coach and that you need to niche down, that right there is a false thought. It's a lie. Because there are general surgeons out here making millions and millions of dollars being a general surgeon. (laughs) So here's the lesson I learned from this. Just keep moving forward and your niche will be revealed as you go. Don't look at your failures as failures. Look at them as learning steps or stepping stones. I wouldn't be where I am today if I would have gotten frustrated and gave up when business coaching sucked. Because believe me, I wanted to throw the towel in. But I knew that God called me to this, so I stuck it out. I already knew the answer, and so don't you. You just have to stop fighting it and embrace it. This is my next mistake. Not embracing your furnace story. So we all have a furnace story that we all we all walk through something that we overcame. For me, it was depression. And I was a single mom. All that plays into my coaching. That story, your furnace story, is what you're supposed to help someone else with. Like I said, for me, it was depression. I was a single mom. But it all came back to my mindset. Which I just happen to be extremely passionate about, by the way. <laughs> so if you if you think about it, I guarantee there is something that you are extremely passionate about. But it also bothers you. I was just watching a video yesterday of a parent from the Columbine school shooting. I'm going to try really hard not to get emotional when I tell you this story. So they found an essay that their daughter had wrote before passing away in that horrific school shooting. But they didn't, uh, they found, I don't know if I, did I just say, they found the essay after she passed away. Okay, I'm already, see I'm already getting like confused and emotional. All right, let me get it together. So the essay was about an act of kindness and how one act of kindness can cause a ripple effect. However, the essay touched her parents' heart so deeply that they now stand in schools all over America and on stages sharing her message. They are sharing their furnace story and by doing this they have helped prevent so many school shootings. Okay, (laughs) let me get my composure back. All right, so we have mindset, niche distractions, and uh, we have your furnace story. You need to embrace your furnace story. So let's move on. Stop paying attention to those messages that you're receiving in your inbox. You know the ones I'm talking about—the ones that are telling you that you need to get clear on your Instagram bio. You need to get—you need to get clear on your Facebook bio, and or whatever bio you have. <laughs> you you know the ones. Well, who are you speaking to? Your bio needs to be more clear. It needs to have a lot of who and what and how in it. Like seriously, I can't tell you how many times I've changed my bio because someone, some guru popped into my inbox and told me I needed to change it and they could help me and it wasn't clear enough. It kept me stuck and it stalled my success because I got so focused on it. And that's when I started doubting my niche and all these other doubts started coming in nothing is in stone so don't waste your time on something like this because just simply put who you help in and the result that you give them don't waste any more time on that for example my bio reads helping christian entrepreneurs change their mindset so that they can reach ambitious goals when they get on a call with me that's when i'm gonna go into more detail also i'm gonna be really blunt here no one is reading your bio unless you inbox somebody out of the cold blue thin air i couldn't tell you what any of my friends' bios say on Instagram, I'm talking people I've been following for some time, probably even a couple years. Yet I can still tell you what they do because their messaging and their stories and their posts are so clear. That's all that matters. That's what people are watching. That's what people are paying attention to. They're not paying attention to what your bio says. Like Rin Robbins, for example. I can tell you that she is a podcast coach and she has a flight program. I can tell you that because I watch her stories, but I couldn't tell you what her bio says to save my life. However, when someone who just like randomly liked a bunch of my, my stuff, whether on Instagram or Facebook, and they commented on a bunch of stuff, and then I see there's a message in my inbox from them, that's when I go straight to their bio because I want to see what they're trying to sell me. So if you're cold messaging people and you're doing this, this tactic, stop it because it's icky. It's gross. And it's not. It might get. Might get you a couple clients, but it doesn't show the integrity. That it just. It's bad. I'm just gonna put it like that. I don't want to talk no more about that because <laughs> it just makes me so mad. <laughs> it really irks my nerves. Okay. So we have mindset, niche, distractions, uh, embracing your furnace story, a clear bio. Um, don't spend a lot of time on your bio. And let's throw messaging people into the mix too, because that's just icky. <laughs> the next thing that I want to share that kept me stalled is, is your messaging. So, um, and I don't mean messaging people. The This is where I mean like your messaging like in your stories, in your posts. And this is where I really thought that I needed a marketing coach. Your messaging does need to be clear. However, if you are posting what someone else is telling you to post, or how they posted, then it's not going to feel authentic to you. And it will it will come across in your post. People will be able to to feel that when they're reading your post. I know, I spent a lot of money on real outlines, I am um, um ideas, pre-made posts, you name it, I probably bought it only to become frustrated because when I would go to post, it didn't feel authentic to me. I just couldn't copy and post something because it it was like I my integrity was, I don't want to say being challenged, but it was like I I wasn't showing up with integrity. At one point, I was even trying to show my own clients how to use specific kinds of posts. But when I realized that too felt icky, to me, it, it, it was because it wasn't coming from the heart. So I stopped. And I stopped coaching my clients on that too. I threw away all those promises that I bought and I started posting from the heart. Sometimes it would be something that I went through years ago. And sometimes it would be something that I was going through in that present moment or something that I just overcame. And you know, those are the posts that brought in my true clients, the kinds of clients that I actually wanted to work with, the kind of, the kind of clients that actually wanted change and wanted to do the work to make it happen. You too will notice a difference if you just get vulnerable and honest about your journey or whatever it is that God has laid on your heart. It doesn't matter if you're a coach. It doesn't matter if you're in network marketing. If you show up with integrity and you show up with an honest heart, you're going to attract the right people. Whatever it is that has bothered you, start talking about it in a way that others can relate to. That is when your super fans will start showing up. And I'm not saying get on social media and preach your opinions at other people. What I'm saying is just simply show up with integrity and honesty and transparency and people will, people will trust you. People will want to work with you. Okay, let's recap real quick. So we have mindset, niche distractions, uh, embracing your furnace story, a clear bio, don't message people <laughs> that you don't know, um, and your messaging. I know there are a ton more, but I'm running out of time and I really need to close this up. So I at least wanted to share um, the most important ones. And the last two very, very important ones are accountability and massive action. This is where I'm really going to step on some toes, but you know, it's okay. Because if I don't say it, who is going to say it, right? When I thought about how I could separate myself from other coaches, I thought about the things that I was lacking when I worked with other coaches. I thought about the things I needed to help me get from where I was to where I am now. The things that would have moved me, that that would have got me here faster. The two things that came to mind first were accountability and massive action. This is probably going to take a lot of people off. However, this is just my opinion. So free to take it as you like. Group coaching is not for entrepreneurs who are still struggling in their business. If you are just starting out you are, and you're struggling to, to grab traction, then group coaching is not the answer for you. And I'm not talking about like, a podcasting group coaching that's that's different. I'm talking about actually getting from where you are to where you want to be. Group coaching is not the answer friend. Why? Because you will not be held accountable. At least you won't be held accountable like you will in a one-on-one environment. And I'm not telling you this because I offer one-on-one. I am telling you this because as a matter of fact going back to that, I do with Duke group Uh, But it's not group coaching. I do group training, which is completely different. You're in a learning environment. But when you're in a coaching environment, especially starting out, if you haven't made no money in your business, you need one-on-one. I know this because I have been a part of many group coaching programs and none of them got me to where I wanted to be. It was one-on-one coaching with a Christian mindset coach that got me to where I wanted to be. What happened instead when I was doing the group coaching was I was listening to other coach I was listening to other coaches get coached. And before I knew it, I would start thinking things like, oh, I can do that. And then I went off and I changed what I was doing because something was working for them. I thought, oh, I'll, I'll do that. One coach was, she had a, a Facebook group and she was having major success with just inviting women to this Facebook group and, um, And signing clients. So I thought, oh, I I can go sign. I can go make a Facebook group. It stalled my success because I hated Facebook. I'm not a social media fan. But here I was trying to do something that someone else, that was working for someone else because I heard it in this group. I heard her get coached. And I did that several times on many different things. Which then stalled my success even more. Or I I would hear someone else getting coached and something negative would be mentioned. Like, say... They haven't signed a client in months or made a sell in weeks. My mind would instantly tell me that was my circumstance too. That was going to happen to me. So before I knew it, I was feeling all kinds of disappointed, which would then lead me to no action. No action means no money. Plain and simple. We have been so conditioned to think that we need to make money on autopilot, but here is the hardcore truth to that. Unless you want to spend thousands of dollars on ads, that won't be your reality. You can't just post and have clients coming in on autopilot. It just doesn't work like that. You have to put in the work. So if you want money coming into your business on autopilot, then you're going to have to spend thousands of dollars on ads and nobody is telling you this. Therefore, in order to make your God-given dream a reality, you have to take massive action. Again, which is where I failed. And going back to group coaching, Don't get me wrong. Group coaching is amazing. If you are already making money and you're successful in your business doing what what you love. Otherwise, it could potentially stall your success. Causing you not to take the massive action needed to excel your success. All right, there we have it. The seven, maybe eight things that stalled my success are probably stalling yours too. So here's what you can do. Work on your mindset. You can do this by working with a mindset coach like me or someone else. Follow your heart when it comes to your niche or simply allow it to be revealed naturally if God is if God is even calling you to niche down. You can even take my masterclass. It's free and it's only 10 minutes long. Don't spend months changing your bio. Simply state who you help, how you help them and the result that you're gonna get them because honestly, no one is probably reading it anyway. Embrace your, your furnace story, whatever that is. Don't cold DM people and make sure that your messaging is coming from a place of integrity, honesty, and transparency. And instead of group coaching, when you're starting out or struggling, get one-on-one coaching. There are a lot of affordable coaches out there, including myself, that will help you get the results that you want and it's guaranteed. Find a coach that is going to offer you that guarantee so you're not constantly spending money and throwing money out the window. And finally, massive action. I should have gone into this a little bit more in detail, but I didn't. So I'll do it real quick here before I let you go. If you aren't sure what kind of massive action that you want to take, work with a one-on-one coach. They'll help you strategize something that you love doing. For me, that happened to be podcasting, even though I didn't think that I would enjoy podcasting. But now that I'm doing it, I absolutely love it. Second, and this is this is a technique I share with my clients, is to journal the question, What if it were possible? So for example, say you want to sign three new clients in the next month or make three new sales, whatever it is. You would write in your journal, what if it were possible to sign three new clients by the end of the month? What if it were possible to make three new sales by the end of the month? And then write down every single thought that comes to mind, even the ones that make you uncomfortable. And just keep asking yourself, what if it were possible? What if it were possible? And keep writing down whatever comes to mind. After a while, you will notice a pattern. Maybe you write down, go live several times. And although that might make you very uncomfortable, that is your brain trying to keep you safe. But it's that uncomfortable action that is gonna get you to where you wanna be. This is why it's called massive action. Tiny actions might get you to where you wanna be over time, but massive actions are gonna get you there a lot faster. This is something that I help you with. That's all I have for today. As always, I will leave you with something to think about because everything we discussed today are simply bad habits. So I thought this quote by Tom Ziegler was just fitting. The fastest way to success is to replace your bad habits with good habits. Real quick, before you go, if you got value or learned something new, would you mind leaving me a review on Apple Podcasts? This helps others to find the podcast so that they too can make money doing what they love. And remember, with the right mindset, habits, and faith, the possibilities are endless. Need help figuring it all out? Then you're going to want to check out my How to Make Money Doing What You Love Masterclass. Check the show notes to learn more. Thanks.